chance to look at it through other people's eyes. Take some time and reflect on what you believe in your soul. Cause that is the key to life. You gotta let the negativity go. Hi, What the Foxers. Thank you so much for tuning in to What the Fox podcast. We want to remind you that today's episode is sponsored by Therapy Appointment. Therapy Appointment is the practical tool for starting, growing, and managing a practice. Therapy Appointment was built for therapists by therapists. Hello, and welcome to the What the Fox podcast with your two hosts, Lindsay Fox and Amber Ross. Here on What the Fox, we deconstruct social norms to build better lives. And in today's episode... We are going dun, to be dun, talking, dun. I know, dun, 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 dramatic pause. Um, no, we're going to be talking about boundaries, healthy boundaries, and what that could look like um, going into, going through, and coming out of the holiday season. Yes, because we all know that the holidays are when people love to test our limits. They 100%, just yes. love to test our limits. They like to see how how much can we poke the bear. I know. And then, you know, you put yourself in all these situations and almost always you're already overtired. You're already overstressed. You're already like you've built up this idea of what's going to happen. So it just becomes a recipe for disaster in holiday settings. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) It's so true. And so really this kind of came about because in a previous episode, I had mentioned something like, oh, we should talk about the three different types of boundaries. Mm, Yep. And so here we are. So let's get into it. Doing the dang thing. Like we said, we would imagine that. Yep. That's right. That's exactly right. So funny enough, before we pressed record today, uh, just before we get into the three different types of boundaries, Amber was volunteering for something festive over at her kid's school and started (laughs) off by saying, what, Amber? (laughs) I said, you know, five and six-year-olds don't have boundaries, don't understand boundaries, and don't like they can't respect boundaries because of it. And I I witnessed this a lot and not in a way that like (laughs) anybody did anything that offended me, but it was just interesting to watch them interact with each other and how close they were in proximity to each other (laughs) and how close they were to me. (laughs) Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. It doesn't exist. And yeah, nope. Mm -mm. It really doesn't. And it's mind blowing because when my children do it, I does not even occur to me that it's happening like I it is nothing for me to walk around the house with one child attached to like my back pocket and the other child attached to my shirt or something you know yeah but it became very obvious in the classroom setting when I'm sitting with these kids and watching them like sit on each other's feet or like sit on each other's hands and I'm like hey that can't feel good Although personal space is totally a boundary that I want us to get into today, particularly yes. whenever it comes to the holidays and kids, um, because I feel this is definitely, and I don't mean to like kick us off and starting with this, no, but please, I do go want for to it. circle back to it at least, but it's just, you know, a lot of times with holidays, you are seeing family members that either you do see on a regular basis, or maybe you don't, maybe you just see them once a year, but then you're saying like, oh, make sure you go greet uncle so-and-so or grandma so-and-so and and give them a hug nope Uh, make sure you give them a kiss goodbye negative and right 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 right. so i mean maybe this is a more you know advanced new age way of parenting um i am not a parent so let me be clear in saying that but uh but you know what you deal with kids a lot and it's something that i really appreciate about you because i'm gonna pull this back to like one of the first times that you came over to the house with the kids And I don't remember if you were leaving or entering Uh, the house, but you asked Hazel if you could give her a hug. And that Mm -hmm. stood out to me because I never force my children to hug people. I, I ask them to acknowledge a person, you know, to be respectful that a person is in their presence, but that doesn't say hello, give a fist bump, high five, air five, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a wave like that. You do not Mm -hmm. have to physically touch someone to acknowledge their existence. But I really, that stood out so much to me because I was like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you for not just invading her space Mm -hmm. without requesting permission. Like that's meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me think of it. And thank you, Amber, for bringing that up. But to your point, right, five and six year olds, they they don't have personal boundaries. But that's why as we we as adults, it's our responsibility to be trauma informed and uh, mindful as a whole that 
uh, it's important to role model that it, mm -hmm. we should invite children to have their own opinion on whether or not they want to be touched. And if Ooh, it's a kids get to have opinions. Oh, don't be <laughs> I, lo I love that expression of like straight out of the mouth of babes, because it's so true. They will say whatever the heck they want. So, all right. So with that, I wanted to start off by just talking about the three different types of boundaries so that we can at least talk about what they look like and then sort of expand from there in terms yeah. of uh, what, you know, maybe communication techniques or things that you can say to, you know, make your boundary little, boundaries a little bit more assertive or whatever. Yeah. So um, in terms of an overview, I would like to just say there are porous boundaries, porous meaning like a sponge. Mm -hmm. There are healthy boundaries, which is more of like an assertive, direct, straightforward approach. And there are rigid boundaries which is like mm. super duper firm, really inflexible, that sort of thing. That's the no period or like no stop or like the, am so I correct just, in thinking that? Um, Let's kind of, let's start with porous. Let's start okay. with porous boundaries um, first, because it's, it's sort of, if we think of this on a spectrum, we've got porous boundaries on one end of the spectrum, and then we've got the rigid boundaries on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, whereas the okay. healthy boundaries are somewhere in between in the middle. Um, but the porous boundaries are definitely when, um, people lack boundaries, whether it be regard to personal space, but also like emotional space. And they might be the type of individual that overshares really soon or lets mm. people in really soon. Yeah. Um, they let like almost anyone get close to them without having established trust or rapport. So maybe um just as a whole overly trusting to strangers yeah <laughs> um, hey that used to be me it happens yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i used to be that person too yeah. i definitely used to be that person and um having a difficult time saying no to people also used to be me i would say yes whenever i really meant no <laughs> um yeah, your no thank you sounds a lot like a sure <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. That's such a good point too, because I feel now whenever I hear people, if I hear someone say sure, or if I sense just an inkling of a hesitation, I will restate the question <laughs> and just make sure we're on the same pe page. Or I, I heard you say sure. Or do you mean yes? Or do you mean no? Yeah. It's funny because so you've done that to me a lot. And I'm like, why is she asking me this question again? And I don't like with you, we have a very healthy communication pattern. Have, and I don't think we, we have run healthy into these. boundaries. Yeah. And we're super <laughs> respectful with each other. So yeah. it's funny when I say sure, I haven't previously thought of that word as a like a boundary conundrum, mm -hmm. like you just pointed yeah. out. So that all and, the lights you know, are firing. In all fairness, maybe it's not, maybe it's not an all or nothing type of, you know, thing. There can be times where you're just like straight out, don't care. And it's like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't have an opinion, whatever. Well, and it, yeah, kind of like the thumbs up uh, means different things to different people. Oh yeah. That, that too. Um, <laughs> about that. <laughs> so Amber hates that side note. If you give her a thumbs up emoji, she just kind of wants to kill you because it's sort of like telling someone go screw. <laughs> yeah. It's like the middle finger, not your thumb. So every time yeah. I see that, like I have this, what did I do? Which, Why are you mad at me? <laughs> so speaking of for our listeners, I totally want to know if you guys have the same sort of thought process about this, because after Amber shared this with me, I have been very, um, now I will heart things on, on the text <laughs> instead of using the thumbs up. And then if I screw up and use the thumbs up, I'm like, oh shit, there, got to go correct it. But um, I say this because I brought this up to a friend of mine in jest and she was like, oh, Lindsay, yeah, the thumbs up, that's totally like an F you to somebody. It's not just me. I promise. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea. Sorry. I have That's not so been funny. meaning that. <laughs> yes. So um. listeners, please tap in. Tell us, do you feel like a thumbs up is like a middle finger or are we, the rest of us, just looking into that a little bit too much and it's just simply a way of saying, got it. Oh boy. So funny. 
Well, yeah. So speaking of the thumbs up, that also feeds into the porous boundary cheese in the sense that people with porous boundaries tend to be really passive with their communication, Mm. like super passive with their communication. Um, So to the extent where like they're not asserting their personal values in the decision making or in the response of something. Um, and and particularly whenever it comes to celebrating the holidays, we see this all the time of us not asserting our personal values and communicating passively. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the struggle, right? Because this is where the quote unquote martyr comes in, right? Like you go and you do the thing, even though you're uncomfortable, even though you don't want to be there, even though it upsets you, even though it stresses you out. And then you almost feel like, uh, I don't want to say vindicated, but it's like, I did this for you and now you're ungrateful and it like spins out Mm. this whole other issue. Like that's, that's what came to mind when you said that. (laughs) A great point. So you mean when we're, uh, when we're communicating passively and acting passively, we are then establishing premeditated resentments because we're choosing to do something that we don't want to do. And then we're going to get pissed off at the person because we chose to do it. Yeah, that's a whole cycle that's really unhealthy, just in case anybody (laughs) was wondering. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, this is like the crazy making behavior that we as humans put ourselves through. And it's like, when you simplify it like that, it's like, wow, why did I just do that? Well, and it's funny because, okay, we explain it like that and we chuckle a little bit and we roll our eyes, but so many of us do this to ourselves without the realization that it is happening. And we need to take that time to say, oh, I put myself here. Like this is, I did Mm -hmm. this to me. I put myself in this situation. Yep. Ah, (laughs) I could fix this. And especially whenever it comes to the holidays, I feel that we get really hung up on tradition because that goes into family values. But it is important to take a step back and say, wait, is is it a tradition or is it an obligation? I mean, is this, am I doing this because I want to do this or am I doing this because I feel like I have to do this? And now yeah. I'm going to drag my kids over to do it with me and teach them that this is what they should do is, you know, do the things you don't want to do, including hugging, you know, Uncle Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like whatever. Well, um, and so many things, right? Like I think um, I'm going to speak from a motherhood standpoint here. When we look at holiday season and all of the um, keeping up with the Joneses mentality, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, this family did the pumpkin patch and they did the other thing and they did the hay rides and they did that. And then they saw Santa and they did, um, the train ride and they did all online. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, I didn't do any of that. I'm a bad mom, which spoiler alert, not true. Like you can pick and choose the things you want to participate in. You do not have to participate in all of the things, especially if it costs you your sanity, your budget, you know, all of personal peace, personal peace. Yeah. And I mean, we're all already overtired going into the holidays. A lot of the time, you don't have to put that kind of pressure on yourself to do something just because someone else said that was the thing. Yeah. So definitely uh, a part of, and this is kind of where we kind of segue into like, the healthy aspect of yeah, things, yeah, yeah. but, you know, saying no to things that feel like obligations rather mm. than feeling fun. It is yep. okay for you to establish new traditions and new family values for your family. And even if you do not have an identified family, you can choose your family, your friend group, yep. and that person that you want to call whenever it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night and you're just having like a bad night. That's your family. Choose your family. You don't have to hang out with people you don't want to be around. Nope. Another huge part. Of- <laughs> nope. nope. Full stop. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but not at all. And Keep the traditions you enjoy, but don't yes. make yourself do things that are not soul fulfilling. Yes, I agree with you there. And it's important to the part you said that speaks to me is that you have the power, you are empowered to create new traditions. Just because it's never been done doesn't mean that it's not something you can create now. Yep. And it becomes a tradition because you say it is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, there was, um, I I cannot remember all the ins and outs of this, but I do remember a family where their tradition was actually opening all of their Christmas gifts before Christmas 
so that they could just spend Christmas day together as a family. That's fun. Just so it, yeah. so that it wasn't about waking up early for Santa and, you know, rushing to crash and open gifts and then, you know, having things be a certain way, but rather let's open up all the gifts before Christmas and just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Let's eliminate the must fuss and who has to be at what house when, and just sort of enjoy each other, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I know I grew up in a family that every Christmas morning we got up super early in the morning because <laughs> we, our tradition was to get up early and then drive to Virginia and then drive back to North Carolina and visit like two or three different houses in North Carolina. Yeah. And it was like a whole day of, um, sorry to hear like, that. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of fun memories doing that. And it was like, as you a child driving. with no responsibility. Yeah. I was not driving. I was not orchestrating any of this. Like my poor parents, I can't imagine I the stress they were under to pull this off. I mean, it's so much stress. <laughs> like I can remember telling my parents when I had Hazel, I was like, Hey, so I'm, we're not going to participate in that. Like Christmas morning is going to be at our house. I'm not going to anyone's house on Christmas day. And it has Love been it. a rule for six years now, seven years now, however many, um, that we, I don't leave the house on Christmas day. Anybody oh is welcome God. to come into my house. I'm happy to feed you and have snacks and like all the things count me in. Right. Come on over, <laughs> man. Because, yep. and it was the best gift I could have given myself and it felt yeah. so selfish to set that boundary. I bet. Like that I was a, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, this makes me feel like a crap person. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, mm, yeah. we need this. Like this yeah. needs to be a new tradition for us. And it, I love it that. feels good now that I'm several years into it and we've established our own traditions and, you know, we still yeah. see family. We still hang of out course. with people. Um, but I think that's a wonderful tradition. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Cause to your point, like, you know, you've got young kids and y'all have to do all the, you know, it's just, especially if, 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 if you do not have children or your children are all grown, it's much, it's a lot easier to kind of maneuver and travel and go places and do things. But when you've got really young kids like that, it's just, it's a lot to put on a family, frankly. Yeah. My, um, my poor parents is all I have to say. Love yeah. them. They did an amazing job creating beautiful <laughs> memories, but man, <laughs> that is yeah, that's, just, that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's pretty aggressive. That's that's pretty intense. <laughs> but I mean, kudos, kudos to them for making it work. Um, which I, I kind of want to switch over then to like the more rigid boundaries yep. uh, before we talk about the healthy, like the happy, you know, I kind of feel like this is like the Goldilocks and three bears. It's like the too hot, too cold and just right type of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes sense. The, 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 the rigid boundaries are definitely like whenever it's like too hot, when someone's just like hella firm. Um, Honestly, the people with super rigid and inflexible boundaries are typically the individuals that have probably been really deeply, not to say it's not the opposite on porous, but mm. very deeply hurt individuals yeah. where perhaps they started to get their voice back and started to feel empowered and learning how to say no, but then takes it to the nth degree yeah. of like having highly inflexible boundaries and it's and they're very untrusting of others they keep everyone kind of at a distance very guarded in their communication um they don't want to unveil any kind of personal information about themselves or how they're doing or what they're up to um and they probably say no to people all the time mm. <laughs> So rather than the porous boundaries where it's like, they don't say no, the rigid yeah. boundaries is they say no to everything because that feels a lot safer. Feels safer, but it's also super isolating and very lonely. Yeah. I mean, frankly, um, these individuals tend to be very detached from others' problems as a whole uh, because they just really just, that is, that's just it. They remove themselves from people because being away from everyone is safer. And yeah. feeling more in control as we just had an episode all about control recently. Um, yeah. Rigid boundaries make it, you know, gives this a uh, pseudo effect of being in control of lots of things. Yeah. Well, you certainly mm -hmm. limit the surprises, right? You limit yeah. your exposure to, mm -hmm. I don't want to say trauma, but you limit your exposure to stress or um, sure. other people's things. But, not, but it can also, but at the expense of your own sanity, I mean, well, I would say even like sense of uh, human connection at the expense yeah. of like human connection. And, and that's just it is that these, these individuals have 
generally speaking, such a um, distrust toward humanity, towards others, mm. that, you know, being in isolation feels safer, you know, ignoring other people's problems, ignoring other people's opinions, and just staying very rigidly fixed and like, nope, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. So don't even try to da -da 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 -da. like just being very yeah. uh, hardwired and very fixed in one way of thinking. That um, makes sense. Where like, maybe they communicate very aggressively, um, where they have very um, inflexible personal values which I want to say, yes, our values matter and it's okay to, to stand strong in your values, but being like super duper inflexible, like, nope, this is how it is. It's like this because I said right. so, and this is how it's got to be. It's just the absence of compromise, the absence of working together for cohesion um, and just being very firm in that. Not fun. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I like the Goldilocks idea because it, puts them into categories for me. And we've already decided that I like categories and most people's brains do. Um, but I feel like I've been on the receiving end of <clears throat> folks with that really rigid boundary style. And it feels very painful and very isolating for the other person too. Like, mm -hmm. and that can be a hard area to navigate with someone that is a friend of yours or is a companion of yours. Um, and being, careful and also mindful of your own boundaries and your own situation. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you outright, I have been on all, all three of these. I have yeah. absolutely, I've been on the poorest side, the rigid side. And now in my life, I'm happy to report that I'm on the healthy side. Uh, but you're I doing say, great. Thanks, girl. It's been a journey. I have to tell you the Ooh. healing journey and the healing struggles are so real. Uh, but but rigid boundaries as someone who used to have a lot of rigid boundaries. You know, it's not coming from a place of wanting to inflict harm on others, yeah. but rather it's coming from a place of I need to protect myself because I don't trust others yeah. um, or having the expectation that, you know, that person is simply not going to understand or be able to support me in the way that I need. So let me put up these really big walls all around me to prevent any kind of additional, uh, you know, hurt from happening. Well, people can't let you down if you never expect anything from them. Right. And if you don't open the door, right. You keep <laughs> right. the door shut. Right. You don't really oh, <laughs> You just reminded me. I saw this quote. Thank you for that. I love you. You're welcome. Um, sure. Love you too. <laughs> I saw this quote online. So it, as it often happens, um, when you and I talk about a topic, it's suddenly everywhere I look, which I love. Um, but I found this quote that said, walls keep everyone out. Boundaries teach people where the door is. And it's Mark Groves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, like that's such a great explanation of what a boundary is because sometimes they can feel uncomfortable. Sometimes mm -hmm. they can feel um, isolating or hard or challenging, but it really yeah. is just setting up that gatekeeper situation to say, this is the acceptable way to interact with me. This that's is right. like the healthy way to interact with me. Please respect my boundaries. So Thinking of it as that door, that gate versus that wall was really helpful for me when I was looking at this. Beautifully stated. I love yeah. that, Amber. Uh, I mean, I, I do say a lot, boundaries teach people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. And it is our responsibility to, number one, learn what our needs are. And then number two, learning how to state our needs so that we give an opportunity to another person to try to help get our needs met. <laughs> and if we're not being forthcoming with that, then we, you know, we can anticipate there's going to be a lot of letdown feelings of resentment and, you know, adhering to obligations rather than enjoying fun traditions. Well, and I would also say, um, words are important and advocating for yourself is important. Another side of that is practicing those boundaries with yourself and leading by example in how you interact with yourself, right? Because, Yes, we teach people how to interact with us by our words, but yeah. they're looking at our actions and yes. how we treat ourselves. Love that you're bringing this up. <laughs> Love that you're bringing this up. <laughs> I mean, I have to, especially like I think about in my wellness community, right? We focus on putting ourselves on our to-do list, 
right? So putting yeah. our needs and making sure they may not be at the top of the list, especially at the beginning of your journey or wherever you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. But like when you think of the things that you need to prioritize and take care of, you have to be on the list somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. A hundred percent. And, and this could look like putting on your to-do list. It, it could be care task. I mean, yep. it could be if you are the, the busy person or parent who is constantly putting yourself last on the list, that could look like washing your hair, taking a shower, doing the dishes, yep. brushing your teeth. I mean, these, they could be everyday care tasks. Um, I know for me, some care task might include um, being proactive with certain things rather than um, waiting until the last minute. <laughs> So I do I have comment a comment on that. I'm very bad at procrastinating because I'm so good at it. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, Eric and I were talking yes. about that the other day because he works so well under pressure, we'll say. Uh-huh. So he yeah. too does the procrastination thing. Um, yeah. And he said, but I just feel so accomplished when I can get it done. Like it's this big looming thing and then I get it done and it's that ah moment and a little hit of dopamine or something yeah. it's like yeah i got that <laughs> you're and like i like, did the mm. thing <laughs> i, I it, hey, it totally resonates and i get it and it's like super self-sabotaging at the same yes. time so. because that's so stressful you put yourself under an intense amount of stress and worry and anxiety and like one small misstep and the house of cards comes crashing down, right? For real, exactly. And especially, this is what I think adds to the anxiety with all the holidays for people mm-hmm. too. It's like, you know, the travel, the, the travel to and from, where you're staying, who you're staying with, for how long, and then Christmas shopping. So then we get into financial boundaries, which like there's so many other, yes. there are different types of boundaries, like specific types within each type, but I mean, financial boundaries. If you cannot afford to get everyone a gift, then respect your need for that financial boundary and don't do it. Absolutely. It is okay to, you know, make everyone like homemade loaves of banana bread and give a card and say, you know, happy holidays and you are loved and happy Thanksgiving or whatever it is. You don't have to go beyond your, you know, budget or whatever it is that you've outlined for yourself to please others or to feel accepted into the holiday cheer so to speak because yeah that's not I don't, fun. gifts are not required <laughs> and if we can just put a full stop gifts are not a requirement of holidays like i am yeah society person, just says it is <laughs> i don't give a crap what society says about gifts <laughs> i would rather you <laughs> take time out of your day I have never heard you speak so passionately. (laughs) I just, this fires me up because I'm so annoyed by it. Um, I would, it means more to me for you to spend your time with me than you to spend your money on me. Now, Mm -hmm. I am not saying that I love language. Hello, love languages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality time over gift giving. 100%. (laughs) Yes, I am. I appreciate gifts. I like the thought that goes into gifts. Like this is not lost on me. However, it stresses me out to know that you are in financial hardship and for you to give me a gift that costs money like that, yeah. because it's not, that's not okay because I don't want you to yeah. feel pressured to do that. Yeah. So then it just, it spins in my head and it causes big problems. So yeah. Well, you're hang very... out with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, if only everyone could have such a mindset, but this is why it's important for us to treat ourselves with the level of compassion, respect, and boundaries that we deserve within so that we can, you know, then feel comfortable when we apply it to others, because you're right. I mean, it's just, there are boundaries that you have to learn how to respect for yourself first in order for you to really engage in that level of mastery with others. Um, Yeah to kind of get to that sweet spot of what healthy boundaries actually are, which and now you know. see, here's the problem. Now I'm going to have to make banana bread this weekend, Lindsay, because you said oh. it and now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> Only if I get a loaf, please. Come on. I got you. Don't worry. I'll get the kids oh. in the kitchen. It'll be great. That's right. That's right. Keep them busy. Very Keep busy. Them busy. Mm-hmm. So with that, I do want to touch on some healthy boundaries. Yeah. Just because I feel like even how we've talked in the past about like relationship red flags and very 
you know, like very rarely do people actually talk about relationship green flags. I feel like mm. the help. <laughs> That's true. That yeah, they exist. But likewise, um, I think that there's not enough communication about what healthy boundaries look like. What do they sound like? <laughs> and how does one implement them? It's like, okay, no, duh, of course, we all need healthy boundaries, but what do they look like? And what do they sound like? So where do we start? So we start by just talking about what they are, <laughs> because we know what they are not. Uh, we just True. remember what they are not. Yes. They are not porous and they are not rigid. <laughs> so healthy boundaries are when we are selective with a level of discernment. Mm. wisdom level of discernment we are selective about who we let in and who we keep out <laughs> amber's just eyes just like... got real big yes because there's so many obligations and i'm using the word obligations intentionally mm -hmm. i have to be in this room with this person i have to go to this function where this person is going to be here and mm -hmm. um someone shared with me the other day that they're they were walking into a season of spending time with people that made them uncomfortable with holidays because people come to the gathering. Right. And this person's strategy going into it was, you know, if ever I'm in a room and that person is there, I'll just make sure I'm not alone with that person. Or, you know, I have a buddy set up to just tap me on the shoulder and then we'll exit the room together and go find somewhere else to be. And I was like, you know, that's, that's healthy. Because yeah. you're recognizing, yes, I want to attend this function. I want to see the other people who are there, yeah. but I, yeah. this person, I don't want to be close to me. I don't want to spend sure. time with that person. And I, I thought that was a really healthy balance of I agree. doing the things. Yeah. That's a wonderful example of like ways someone could implement a system and have that buddy system at play over, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, and, and likewise, something else is like, it's okay for you to do something like bring an adult coloring book, bring your head, like headphones, bring yeah. something like, I mean, seriously, and it might seem rude, but even if you need to pop in the bathroom for a second and listen to your favorite song to reset your energy or, you know, bring an adult coloring book or something that you can like, or Sudoku or whatever, yeah. you know, crossword. So after dinner's over, you can just like sit there and be really into that, focus on that where it's not personalized to another person, you know, it's, no I'm a big fan of going it. for a walk in those situations too. Like I'll excuse myself and just step yeah. out and get some fresh air and just, yeah. Um, and I mean, Much. at this point, my family is very used to me doing things like that, which I appreciate yeah. because mm -hmm. it's not, it's nothing against them. I just tend to get overstimulated when there's a lot of people in an area. So yeah. I need to take a beat. And, <laughs> frankly, I mean, frankly, I think, especially, um, after, the isolation of the pandemic, I feel mm. a lot of people are actually quite overstimulated and large crowds or like just being around a bunch of people in general might be pretty anxiety provoking in addition to the pre-existing anxiety that can come with the holidays. Yeah. So that's super fair, you know, get out and take space, take a walk. Um, but also just in terms of healthy boundaries and a person who has healthy boundaries, there's also that level of discernment with regard to trusting other people. Mm. So they take time to build trust and rapport. They're not um, over sharing right off the bat. They share information and disclose information, uh, personal information appropriately, like timing, right? They have a level of sense that goes into when it's appropriate yeah. to disclose within the context of that relationship. Well, and it's, you um, can't, well, I don't want to make a definitive statement like that. I don't think it's healthy to isolate yourself from absolutely everyone. I believe it's very healthy to have a couple of people that you trust enough to be able to share with them, be able to open up and be able mm -hmm. to like have that discussion of I'm uncomfortable, you know, yep. that may, I don't want to talk about that right now, or I'd rather not go like you and I have that conversation all the time. And you offer me, yep. is this something you want to talk about further or are you sitting with it? And I always yep. appreciate that because I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm just sitting with it because I don't really know. Yeah. I don't have the words to say, but I need you to understand that there's this thing happening. <laughs> yeah. And that's enough. And and, yeah. and I think sometimes that's this is where, you know, individuals within their own within their own discomfort, we've talked about this in the past, but how when a person is suffering or if a person is in a state of discomfort of some kind or feeling uncomfortable of some kind, there's some people that can't handle that individual being in that middle way is what we mm. called it previously. So yeah. they listen to respond. They listen 
listen to fix. They listen to try to take control of that person's situation and get really involved in it, uh, which is, again, if we're talking about healthy boundaries, an individual who practices healthy boundaries can support others without getting too involved. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, this is something that I historically in the past, I had a big problem with this. I had a big problem as a caregiver and as yeah. a helper Absolutely. of, you know, people would, would come or say or share and I would be the first one to say, how can I help you? Or what, mm-hmm. maybe I can do this, this isn't this, or let's problem solve da, 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 da. And I'd be like, you know, thinking, okay, they came to me because they need me to help them fix this problem. And it's like, no, Lindsay, now today, in today's times, I don't know when people come to me, it's not because they're asking me to fix anything. If they want me to help them in problem solving, they will state that need for me Mm -hmm. to understand and I can respond accordingly. And if they don't state the need, then I will voluntarily ask, are you asking me to support you in problem solving right now? rather than me having this assumption and jumping right on in to offer unsolicited advice and problem right. solving and they're like no i really yeah. just needed someone to listen like i just right. thank you for your intention and i just wanted someone to listen right um so even that i would say as a as a you know because i am a therapist i actually feel like that has required me to really learn how to set healthy boundaries of when yes. I'm feeling like being a good listener is like, okay, well, to what extent am I going to keep listening to where this doesn't start feeling like a therapy session, you know, where I can, I can kind of set those boundaries now with a healthy level of understanding of my friend role versus a therapy role, so to speak. And if things start to teeter, then here, let me give you some information on how you can get some professional help. It sounds like this is a really complex issue. Yeah. Well, and it's good to have those. It works on both sides, right? That boundary is respectful to yourself. It's respectful to the other person in all of those scenarios that you just mentioned, because I, I am guilty of it as well. And it's still something that I battle on a daily basis. If someone brings it up a problem to me, my very first instinct Mm -hmm. is, oh, I can fix that. Or I have some ideas on how that could be fixed. Or, you know, I, that's something I could do very easily. Like if someone is lamenting that they have a lot on their to-do list and, you know, they like, I'm like, oh, I can take that off of your plate. And I've, I have to coach myself to just like put my hands in my pocket for a minute because I'm like, bite your tongue, sit on your hands. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) and it's not because I don't want to help, but it's because not everybody needs my help. Some people genuinely Mm. are just like, man, today was a rough day. And they just need someone to say, yes, you are right. It was. It was. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Full stop. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. And so that's, that's just it. We learn to value our own opinions, other Mm -hmm. people's opinions. Like when you're in a healthy space and you're like even killed with, with your boundaries, um, you can stand by your personal values and you can choose to adapt to others and hold space for where another person is with theirs Mm -hmm. without trying to push your, um, you know, and, and flexible approach to something. Um, and, and the, the last piece with this, I would say, which you, you know, we kind of touched on is an, an individual with healthy boundaries is able to communicate assertively, mm. not aggressively, mm-hmm. not passively, just assertively. And the reason why I want to emphasize that word choice is because I think when we get into gender roles, when a woman communicates assertively, AKA, I know my ass, it can be very assertive. What? You? <laughs> no way. Never yeah, seen it. I'd, I've been on all three ends of this. I've been passive, aggressive, <laughs> passive, aggressive. Um, but I, I've definitely have, I've learned a few life lessons and would say that I am very, mindful and, um, and really trying to be assertive with my communication. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's very easily misconstrued whenever it's a woman who is communicating assertively versus a man who is communicating assertively. Yes. Cause a man communicating assertively is well-spoken and a clear communicator and knows what he needs and respected and powerful and all the things, but a woman is a bitch. Ding, ding, ding. 
<laughs> I mean, it's call so a spade true. a spade, right? Yeah, I feel like when a woman uses assertive communication, and and this is kind of, I do believe this is what kind of prevents certain people from choosing to step in that space of healthy yes. boundaries is because when you do learn how to set healthy boundaries and how to step into your own power around respecting yourself and what you need and how to express what you need, people don't like it very much. <laughs> well, boundaries like make people much. uncomfortable because then they have to think about how they're interacting with you. They mm -hmm. have to question their motives and their methods. And, you know, if it's, I think there's a lot of trendy talk around boundaries now and um, it it can be misconstrued, but the assertive portion of it is important because you're allowed to stand up straight. You are allowed to clearly yeah. communicate your needs and that is a blessing to you and the people around you. Amen. No clear is, is kind, Renee Brown. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. Clear mm -hmm. is kind and no is a complete sentence. I can mm -hmm. say no without offering an explanation and a circular conversation to explain all my reasoning, I can simply say no, no, mm -hmm. thank you. No, Period. thank you. And yeah. being that direct and straightforward might make people think a certain kind of way about me or what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, if, if my need is to say no, then so be it. If the, if the people around me cannot tolerate that, then they're probably not the people that need to be in my tribe. <laughs> well, and this goes for declining social events, right? Mm -hmm. This goes yes. for, I mean, I... weddings, baby showers, holidays. I mean, we can get into all of that, but yes, mm -hmm. it is okay to say no. I yeah. think, well, okay. Oh, wait, I just had to think that one through. I was about to say, Amber, I didn't go to your wedding, but then I was like, yeah, wait. <laughs> okay. I didn't Next. invite Lindsay to my wedding. <laughs> Uh, I just now remembered that, but I really was just oh, speaking shoot from the hip with that one. I, and then I remembered, wait. <laughs> and now I have that's a full nice. blush because I truly didn't. And it was, you know, we weren't Dude, friends, I really did right? not mean to call you out on that. I, that was not. <laughs> Listen, like... we have not been secretive about our history of challenges, right? Oh, <laughs> it's I'm not literally... a big secret. Hey. <laughs> That was so funny. Bless. I did. Not, I just was about to be like, "Yeah, I didn't go to your wedding." But I love I'm you like, too, oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> See, Yet another. I didn't example. invite you to my wedding either. No. Um. <laughs> yet another example. Clearly, we do not script these episodes. We are grateful for y'all hanging out with us as we go down <laughs> the random foxholes and paint ourselves into embarrassing corners like this one. <laughs> oh, my eyes are teary. That was. So <laughs> your eyes are leaking. Um. <laughs> so funny oh, hilarious Sorry, amber but i so i share that because i used to be the person who accepted every single invitation to every single social gathering because i one was like oh they like me they want to see me and two i was petrified of telling anybody no because i was afraid they'd be angry with me so mm. what this ended up looking like was amber double, triple and quadruple booking and having to book her happy ass from like seven events in a day and being yeah. completely emotionally and physically and mentally exhausted Yeah. to now I, I, I no longer do that. And, uh, I am grateful that I no longer do that because I don't know if it is old age or wisdom more than two events in a day. Count me out. Mate, <laughs> count me out. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you do awesome. I mean, I give you, I give you mad props. You are great at juggling stuff like that and, and maintaining a healthy balance of a social life. Kids do that too. You know, they keep, you were volunteering at Hazel school and you know, all that stuff, but Yes, it is. It, and that's just it. It goes back to, is this an obligation or is this something mm -hmm. I want to do? Or is it something you want to do? And also, spoiler alert and a secret, I schedule time where nobody else can book time with me. So I might decline a social event oh. because I have booked a date with myself. And that date may just Love be sitting it. on the couch. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. I show up to those quote unquote meetings because mm -hmm. I am an important person too. So just like if Lindsay said, Hey, I want you to go do this thing with me. Like I would view that as a very important on my calendar and my time with myself also very important on my calendar. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. that's something I had to set as a boundary with myself because 
I like going and hanging out with people. I like seeing people, but I also have to make space to be by myself. Otherwise, yeah, I, I am canceling. not a fun person to be around. <laughs> I, say, I love canceling plans. <laughs> it's like my favorite. <laughs> I do not love canceling plans. Oh man, I just but again, I think this comes with the procrastination side of me. I just it's I'm true. like, okay, it's a, I'm okay with it. like if it doesn't go through, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, maybe this is why we, we mesh so well nowadays. <laughs> um, One of the but, many reasons. That's right. That's I'm no right. longer afraid of you, like trying to steal my man. It helps. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I love, I love the direction that this episode has gone. <laughs> uh, Woo. Yep, oh, that just Fun. happened. It did. Nope. Yes. Um, we're going to just keep on, keep it on, going back to the guide to healthy boundaries. <laughs> well, and it is important. So, this is a good time of year to talk about boundaries. You're going to see is. a lot of people talking about boundaries right now because it is trendy and it is important. I but want to caution. Through. Yes, <laughs> that was exactly it. Someone explained it to me like this. You can take in a bunch of helpful information and you can constantly take it in, listen, learn, whatever, until you do something with it, until you wring out that sponge and put it into action. It is just something else that's circling in your brain, providing white noise. So mm -hmm. I would challenge you to pick something that we have shared today and implement it if you if it resonates with you. If nothing yeah. we shared resonates, seek out more information and find something that works for you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Going yes, into yes, the yes. season without healthy boundaries is not an option. Yep. I actually, I just want to read through like a couple of examples of just yeah, what healthy boundaries can sound like to, with family members specifically, just because as I think about Thanksgiving, I mean, I just I always think so just the timing of Thanksgiving and it always being around election year. And then people are like, Oh, I just hope we don't get into politics. I hope we don't get into religion. I hope we don't get into all these things. So I just want yeah. to mention like a few different statements that individuals can make so that they can politely set a boundary with the family or the family members when these things come up. So um, just a, it's just quick five. I won't spend too much time on it, but number one, I would not like you to talk about that right now. Period. Mm. Complete sentence. That's it. Or I would, so I would change that one a little bit to, I would not like to talk about that right now, because I think sometimes yes, we fair. can have trouble. It's not my job to control what you talk about. Yes. But like, I'm also I not going to engage in the conversation. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. When people hear you, it definitely can set off the alarm bells of like, well, I'm going to attack you back. That's true. Right. Because in my mind, I'm like, mm, that one, you may set yourself up for some not so fun, like yeah. some more well, stress. I, in my brain, I'm also thinking about like individual one-on-one -on -one encounters. Maybe if you're, you know, I, I know personally speaking, I've totally been the person where it's like pulled, pulled aside in the kitchen and someone wants to bring up something. And I'll say, I would like not, I would like for you to not talk about this right now. I'm not That's going fair to engage too. in yeah. this right now. Um, so I think, you know, context and how it plays out um, is always, you know, important to take into consideration. Yeah, for sure. But number two is I appreciate your input, but I've made my decision. Mm, I love that one. Unsolicited mm -hmm. advice is my favorite. Yeah, I appreciate your input, but I've made my decision. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, I expect my partner and I to be treated with respect or we won't attend family functions any longer. Yep. Fair. Well, that's a, that's a bold statement to make, right? Yes. I mean, that's a hard, bold statement to make and it's okay for you to say it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Number four, that compromise isn't fair to me. Let's discuss other options. I like that. Mm -hmm. I do too. I, I do too. Cause you're just, it's not a diss to a person, but you're also speaking up for your needs. Well, and we've all been in that conversation else. where a compromise is offered that's not really a compromise and you're like yeah, not at all like yeah no this is not equal <laughs> at all <laughs> like no no <laughs> right um and then lastly number five i will no longer be the middle person in family arguments yes no longer be the middle person in family arguments yes i gotta tell you that was probably one of the most powerful boundaries i've had to set in my life and it was not received well. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. 
I will not be the middle person in the family arguments. Nope. Yeah, you don't have to like it, but it's the truth. Myself. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's just I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be the yeah. family mediator. You guys got to sort it out, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> and just so I listened to this list, and part of my brain that perfectionist tendency. I want to caution and share that you're not going to nail these perfectly. It's never going to be perfect. We're looking for progress. We're looking for more opportunities that bring you joy, less opportunities that create stress. So you don't have to establish every single boundary in the next, you know, six days, but pick something (laughs) that feels good and allows you to enjoy the season a little bit more. Yes. Enjoy the, have learn to have fun, learn Mm -hmm. to have fun, learn to be present and enjoy what the season was designed to be in the first place. Um, which, you know, again, as a reminder, you get to choose your family, you Mm -hmm. get to choose who you want to spend your time with. And if there are people, places, or things that are feeling like an obligation, now might be a great time to take a step back, reevaluate how important is it for you to engage in said obligation versus protecting your personal peace. Mic drop, all of the snaps, <laughs> like yes to that. <laughs> yeah. This has been a great conversation. I'm glad that we could we could talk about this because this is just ultimately the the time of year where I feel like we got to get the conversation started. And I'm I know that we're gonna have plenty more episodes and topics that kind of loop back into these same kind of yeah. things. But you know, for starters, I would say after this episode, I would encourage you to sort of reflect, are you the person that has porous boundaries? Are you the person that's more rigid in nature and very Mm -hmm. inflexible with your boundaries? You know, and how, how are, how are those choices influencing your quality of life? Absolutely. I love that. That's such a great takeaway from this episode. And I enjoyed this. You always bring, um, a very different perspective to the table, um, which we laugh about a lot of times off um, off air and off screen because Lindsay and I can read the same thing and glean two entirely different ideas from it, which is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I mean, our brains work so differently. I love it, though. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Um, thank you, and- Amber. It's always a pleasure yeah. to talk to you, too. And for thanks to all the lovely- listeners. We we're yes. so grateful for you. We ask you to please um, continue to like, share, and follow. You know, we're on Instagram, we're on Snapchat, we're, we're on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and even TikTok, y'all. So find us on your preferred platform. Yeah, um, and, and stick around. Also in Yep. We're also in the show notes as well, just to keep things simple, easy to find. Yeah. Uh, click on our show notes. And in that case, We'll just see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) It's a wrap. (laughs) Bye, y'all. And we all sing. Everything is going to be just fine. It's going to fall into place. The sun is going to set on your terrible day.